KVBL Radio is back and tempers are flaring. I was thinking about doing a quick uh, free agent post uh, post free agency podcast and just kind of discussing teams that made some deals or teams that signed certain guys. I mean, nothing was really extravagant, but we, you know, we started talking about some things today as far as value. Smath wanted to run some conspiracy theories. And then we see this, I, I don't even know if you can call it a blockbuster, but KJ does like to do these things. So let's just jump right in. We'll get to free agency here in a second as far as what teams, what some of the teams did, but KJ really just, sometimes there's drama and KJ likes to make something happen to make the drama go away and put maybe more of the focus on himself. Um, and it's funny that people see this both ways, but you know, we had talked about how, you know, after free agency, as things would lie, is that it still ended up being, you know, what were the heat going to do? Like the heat were still a playoff team in, in the Maynard. And unless the heat were to sell Chowski and Bailey is that most likely now they're going to end up in the playoffs. And the point is, is that they're going to lose this pick this season, no matter what, but do you want to run the risk of them, you know, taking regressions and the off season and then selling them then? No, you want to get as the best possible package you can get now. Now this one completely came out of left field, but that's exactly what KJ does. KJ makes these kind of crazy offers. But what's going to happen is just in, a, in the span of a few hours, you know, we had a kind of a market where, you know, I guess we will talk to, about the free agency real quick and then come back to, to, the, to the KJ, the Bulls and Heat deal. But market lands in the Hawks. Hawks, uh, Hawks get their center. And now the Hawks are ready to go. The Sonics didn't make crazy free agent offers, but they ended up getting a couple nice pieces. Uh, they could play the big rebounding guy. I, he was a guy that I actually made an offer on, uh, Omar Ajan. Um, I made an offer on that guy because I needed the rebounding. He'll be able to slide into center for that team. Uh, and he signed Reed to a one-year deal. You know, So he, ta- he, he got Faraz from the Hornets for basically nothing, which was silly because the Hornets kind of need a guy like that, I feel like, in their rotation. So I don't know why they made that kind of a deal. You know, Just keep that guy stockpiled on your roster, whether you need him now or not why not have like a a a no usage kind of defensive-ish point guard mainly he's got the one through nines but you know he's still he's still there he's still decent so I was a little bit surprised that you know the Hornets did that but anyway so the Sonics now have this guy at point guard they have Faraz they have Miles Evans still he he's got Ferrer now he's able to get Reed in there as well as um as well as he's got a John at center. I mean, is that a playoff team in the Maynard now? It was right there last year with kind of weirder pieces, so you feel like the Sonics are there. Um, the Knicks really didn't do anything in free agency, but they're in just a weird, bizarre spot. You know, I guess we're looking at teams that are outside, but, you know, we, we could talk about the Jazz. The Jazz are done. Um, the Kings the Kings are, are obviously the cream of the crop in the West. I think you got probably the Warriors right behind them since they made some interesting moves I think adding Brooks uh, as well as DeLui for some def- for some added depth I think they're pretty solid uh, I think you got the Suns right there you got the Blazers the Blazers re-signed Cole in free agency yes I give him shit but the team you know because the team is old and overpaid I mean you gotta love the fact that he gives me crap about my youth and you know flexibility and whatnot but but the Blazers have counting if we say if we count Brick, who has believe has three years left, so counting Brick, they have three. They have four guys locked up for at least three years, and that would be Brick. They have Cole now locked up to four. They've got Odell. I think 
on maybe five, and then he's still got Turner for like another four or five. So you've got Turner, Cole, Brick, and Odell locked up. Now, is he going to try to move one of those pieces? Of course he is. You know what? What is potentially his look? His his you know asking in return? You know what? Not we have no idea. Um, you know, because he wants to try to, he doesn't want to have to just give away a player with with an asset, depending upon what asset he has on his team. Um, you know, I've heard some of the deals being floated around as far as what he's trying to do. You know, so is he going to be able to to do one of those? You know, potentially. I think I think it's there. But you know, this kind of goes into now. You know, when we if you do want to transition into into the Bulls, the Bulls are now your one stop drop off for any of your shit contracts. Because if he's going to add Chowski, it means he's ready to go. And he's got kind of a mess of a roster as far as piecing things together. So KJ is going to be the team that will literally probably just take shit contracts for free to try to piece together some sort of resemblance of a roster. I don't know that he's going to really care too much right now since he's giving up his assets. Is that he will probably, you know, I don't think he's going to be diligent here with what he's going to be able to add. Now, he did add some sneaky guys in free agency, some veteran guys. Um, Gargan, of course, is fun. And then he's got West. So he's got some building blocks there. But, you know, he's going to be a team right there that, you know, we didn't have a market for teams that wanted to take on bad contracts. But we did say that, yes, once some teams figured out what they may or may not wanted to do, that the possibility was going to be there for some of these teams that were kind of pseudo competing um, that didn't have cap. And, and KJ was set up where he wasn't going to have cap in next year's free agency. So since he made this, makes this bold move to add Chowski to that roster, yeah, he's going to be a spot where if you want to drop your shit off, go ahead. Um, the Bulls are in the market for bad contracts, people. Get on it. Um, and we see that deal is looking like a, the Sonics 39. We just talked about the Sonics. The Sonics are most likely going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, that's the middling pick. And that you have the Bulls in 41. Now, the Bulls, while I don't think... I mean, there was a team that we... I did the math last night talking to Kyle as far as what were the eight teams that were going to make the playoffs, and the Bulls were not in that mix. You know, you had the Nuggets probably towards the back half just by default sliding in, kind of like they almost did last year. But, you know, if you look at the top eight, they're pretty much set. You know, now this isn't really going to be a, a preview pod. This is more so a reactionary pod to free agency and and, and the, the big trade here. But you figure you got the Lions locked in at one. You could argue who you like two through four, whether it be the Hornets the Pacers and the Celtics. I believe I like them in that order myself, just because I wasn't crazy about the trade that the Celtics made. I think that the Pacers are going to figure it out. And just based on what they kind of have right now, I, I think that that makes the most sense. I think they're just a little bit better. And then the Hornets just, the Hornets could, again, the Hornets could be anywhere from two to four, but I, I just like the the makeup of that team as far as the progressions they got. They still have Wentz, of course. So I just think they're going to be a solid overall thing. But the, the, that looks like the top four. You have the Bucks that are still being super frisky. Um, they were good last year so there's no reason to think that they're going to be any worse the Lakers even though they had all the veterans who are about to expire they were right there as a playoff team so that's another two that gives you six uh and then I think seven and eight you have the Raptors who now are adding these veterans sure they overpaid for Marsh we can you know like Smath wants to give everyone else shit and he talks about you know people being you know full of crap or whatnot but I'm going to say like look when I talk about a guy and I tell you I think he got, he sucks I'm not just saying he sucks to troll somebody and I think when I do it's clearly sarcastic you know if I want to say that oh we can talk about Chowski being old and overpaid like that's clearly a troll comment but you know what when we really want to talk about him we can talk about his ratings things like that because interestingly enough you got someone like Crest and 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 Memphis saying that you know he's he's better than Bailey 
you know, so that's that's a good discussion. Let's talk about it. He's significantly more expensive. Um, he is getting old. He's showing signs of regression. You know, so why is Chowski better? Is it better because he's got the defensive impact over, across the board, can play multiple positions? Uh, you know, I was thinking about earlier, how many guys can actually defend and score? He might be in that um, rare era as far as guys that can do that. You know, and maybe Bailey's more one-sided as far as he's got the solid, you know, defensive skill set uh, as far as one through nines, but he's mainly got, you know, mainly an offensive player. So maybe the versatility of Chowski plus the high-end defense is why you would prefer, you know, why you would prefer him. I mean, I mean, I get that, but it also depends on who's looking to buy. Is it a team, you know, who, who's looking to win? Now, the Bulls, obviously, this is when K, when we, when we, if we want to talk about the Bulls here, is KJ has no business trying to compete, but wants to just do this every once in a while. I forget the name of the guy he did in the last version, and it was like a long time ago. And he might have done something like this more recently, but I remember the last big time. Now, it was mainly him giving up a lot of future picks I think by himself when we could do some crazy shit like that but you know in this case he's really only giving up his 41 and the Sonics pick so it's not like he's completely mortgaging the future and going to give a ton of stuff you know long term but is that 41 going to hold value I mean who knows I mean Chowski's still I believe under contract at that time and you figure while KJ has him he's going to make every effort possible to add different multiple pieces you know so looking at the fact that the Lions are probably going to be done soon. The Lakers, if they completely miss in free agency, you know, so it's like the, the Bulls with Chowski, you can argue, are going to clearly want to be a playoff team. So if is did he get any, any you know, any talent back? You know, it, he's clearly going for, you know, I feel like Smash a guy that usually would want the prospect, not the picks. And I feel like he even said that because he would, know, he would get a known commodity. And in this case, I think he's looking at it as KJ is way less rational than some GMs as far as making trades and he's bound to do anything, meaning that could KJ make this deal and then turn around and actually flip Chowski like you do it right now and flip Chowski for, you know, potential value. And then now Smath ends up netting that Bulls 41. You know, we've seen it be where KJ gives these little gift trades where now KJ helps to bail out Smath by one, making the Chowski deal and then also, you know, benefiting you know, giving him uh, a lottery pick in, in 41. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But for all the time Smath wants to talk about being unlucky, you know, here he gets to take advantage of, of KJ at a time where, you know, the Bulls clearly didn't need to do this. They were in the rebuild. They had their picks, right? Like, what? why? What was the point? The Bulls had just come out of this stupid-ass treadmill, and now they want to jump right back on? I mean, okay, but... You know, it's fun, and, it, and it's fun that it's Smath. I mean, it makes it way, way, way more interesting that we're getting Smath, you know, on, on, on the heels of the, the bashing that he's taking today for giving people crap because they want to call Marsh overpaid. And he said Marsh was the best free agent. Okay, can we discuss this? Like, some of us said no. Some of us said other people. But no, we're, we're wrong. We're not allowed to discuss it. And this is what we do. We're full of shit. Well, let's just let's talk about it. You know, and then someone completely rational, like Bubbles, you know, very well-respected GM, pops in and chimes in and says why he thinks it. And that was pretty much what everyone else, I think, was looking at. And then you have the guy who paid the guy saying, yeah, he was overpaid, but I wanted to use my money in this year's free agency. That makes sense. But, hey, let's just say Marsh is the best player. That's it. Let's not discuss it. Case closed. Who's full of shit now, Smath? Come on. Let's get some dialogue both ways on players. You know, yes, I'm biased against players with bad foul rates. Yes, I'm biased against players who have bad inefficiencies. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, what else can they give you? You know, what else can they can they produce for you? But 
getting back on topic here with the Bulls making this bold move, now it jostles things up in the East because, you know, who's going to slide into that spot? You know, are they really going to are they really going to let the Nuggets pseudo tank again? Can we see the Nuggets miss the playoffs again and get a top pick uh, like potentially? Like you guys in the Landros can't let this happen. Like, the Nuggets should be there. I don't know why they're not better than they are. Maybe the fringe pieces just haven't worked. But with the talent that they have, you know, Barber, I like I like, I like, like the point guard. Um, you know, they re-signed Prince, Robido. I mean, they have the core pieces. That was a team that I actually was going to go on the podcast and say was a perfect fit for Chowski at small forward. And that really would put them over. Now, is it probably the time to do it in that conference? Maybe arguably not. And maybe he should kind of just stay the course and keep doing this. But I feel like he's probably getting to the point where he's frustrated and he needs to do something. But, you know, what would you want from the Nuggets? What would he have to give up to get Chowski? He'd probably have to give up one of those young pieces. He's probably going to have to give up future picks. And then if we just want to speed speed this up, I don't know why Smath would do that. It wouldn't make sense. Like, getting a future Bulls pick, and again, I think the Sonics are going to make the playoffs, but they could miss the playoffs. If Ferrer gets hurt, they're done. You know, on paper, they have a team that you think is going to hold up, but anything can happen. So I see why he takes that deal. Now, whatever MX wanted to say he offered for for Chowski, it was also for Bailey. Like, that was a terrible offer. All of that offered for one of the guys makes sense, but not for both. I mean, come on. Um, You know, but now we think that Bailey, Bailey's price to move. Bailey might literally be fucking traded before this podcast ends. And then we have a lot more change up. You know, but if, if we're talking about free agency and what kind of happens with this trade, you know, I think that not, not much changed other than, yes, Draymond Reed changes hands. We see him go to the Sonics and the Jazz are now done. Yes, the Jazz are done. Um, but hey, look at the Jazz roster. Develis, he should be a guy that should be available. Grigsby is a guy. Is, does he still have some use? If you have the potential expiring, Tucci is solid. Tucci, Pete Tucci's fine. If you're not going to be a player in free agency next year, yeah, he's overpaid, but that's a guy that you can slot right in as a starting center. I think he plays power forward center. He's useful. So the Jazz have pieces now that people could be buying if you want to take on um, a couple, three of those guys. I think those are pieces that people can use. So the Jazz are done. I mean, if we looked at the the, the, the Maynard, we were looking at it was going to be the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Nets. They're the only locks. And then it gets fun because it's like, Who's going to potentially, now that the Jazz slide out, and now that you would think the Heat slide out, you have two more teams that are potentially going to slide in. Is that going to be the Hawks? You know, the Knicks have a fun starting five. I, I said, I think Kowalski, Norton, um, Parsons, and Kara Matthews. Obviously, Matthews would be the small forward, and Parsons would be the four. Danville at the five. That's a really fun starting five. Like, if you want to talk about the Hawks real quick, Callahan at small forward, I'm not sure he's the answer. Like, he doesn't have the rebounding. I feel like that's a guy that he'd probably want to play Callahan at shooting guard and Sachs at small forward, but I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get his best defensive guy at small at shooting guard as well as the fact that he can rebound. So if you look at team rebounding, they might be okay. The thing that worries me about the Hawks is just the high-end scoring. I think they have some balanced guys, but it's like, do you want to put all of your pressure on tolls? Like, Sachs isn't a scorer. Callahan is is like a, a, a low-usage bomber. Um, and I think Giacometti's fun at point guard. But, you know, he looks like he's a little bit of a more of a volume scorer. Um, and, and Market is who he is. So it's like that's a very balanced, nice team. But I don't think, you know, they're still missing the, the superstar until tolls can maybe we can prove that he can be the next level as far as a high-end scorer. But I like the well-balanced fit. But there's a team that, again... 
let's see what happens when the season starts as far as is it is it going to be about balance or like we saw with the Pacers is the lack of the the big one two punch these days too big to overcome you know it will the balance of the of the Hawks overcome that you know so they look like a playoff team I believe um, and then what the fuck's going on with the Thunder the Thunder re-signed Rugens but have nothing else other than the four the four kids on the roster. Is that going to be good enough to carry them to a playoff with literally no depth? They drafted Brian Fall. They still have Marks at center. So they have like a viable starting five. And then they could bring Rugens and Fall off the bench. But then a, a bunch of shitheads. Like Lucas is penciled in as the backup power forward center right now. Like that's a team that probably they should not miss the playoffs. But with all this weirdness going on in, in the Maynard right now, that's a team that could almost like just backdoor the way the Nuggets have. So you got two teams like the Nuggets and the Thunder who should not be missing the playoffs that are kind of in jeopardy here where we got other people trying to make moves. Um, I feel like I'm missing something else. I got, I got the Hawks. We got Sonics. Oh, the Wolves. Here we go. The Wolves are a fun one. The Wolves should absolutely, like, they should be at least in the mix now. You know, Dorsett's a fine passing point guard. They have Rob Glenn at power forward. I'm sorry, at, at small forward. Um, they have Bradley. And then we, we want to discuss, should Bedlam be starting over Luther? Well, you know what? Smath, Smath is it, the whole argument, I believe, started not necessarily because of Marsh, but because of Bedlam. Because I said, maybe Bedlam should start at center instead of Luther. And I'll tell you why. You know, is it a hot take? Sure. But you know what? I'm going to back it up with fucking stats. What was this, four or five seasons ago? that Luther was 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 a hot topic. He was like the third pick. He had those ratings, I think, four or five seasons ago. So he looked like, yes, the much better asset for a team like that. And Bedlam, I think, if you want to go look, you know, Zay can do fun stuff. Let's see what Bedlam's gotten over the last four or five seasons, and let's see what Luther got. So yeah, Bedlam, really high-end offensive rebounding, and that team could use the offensive rebounding alongside Bradley. Like, yes, I understand the defense is way better for Luther, and you probably would want him with the starting one through nines at, at center, but the rebounding took a little bit of a bit. I get, Again, I know that the team doesn't need it, but my argument was Bedlam's kind of the same as Luther offensively. Gives him the offensive rebound. Just seems like he's a little bit more of a balanced player now. Um, so why not? You could argue that. You could argue that if, and you could probably argue that Luther is the more attractive trade piece, so that maybe he could fill out that roster. Glaring hole at shooting guard. Like, that guy should not have been able to start that complete shithead at shooting guard. Ridiculous. Okay, he's young. But look at him compared to Boye. They're almost the same guy. That fucking guy at shooting guard took more shots than Bradley. How is that legally possible? That's ridiculous. This is a team just like the Nuggets that, especially now... And the Thunder, yes, these three teams should all be making the playoffs. If one of these teams misses the playoffs, we're all, and again, I'm kind of speaking as, yeah, like we've all failed because we don't want any of these teams getting better better assets. You know, so like the Wolves, is he going to be back? Now the Wolves have the excuse because he hasn't been around and hasn't been trying. Now he did sign Dorsett in free agency, so maybe they're back. Maybe they're ready to make some noise. He's got the talent there, so they're a very interesting team. So you have those teams that could slide into the spots the Wolves could slide in, the Hawks could slide in, the Knicks want to make some noise, the Jazz are most likely going to slide out, and now the Heat are most likely going to slide out. So when we talk about a team like the Thunder especially, I think the Thunder, it's going to be hard for the Thunder to miss the playoffs. Could they be like a 7 or 8 seed? Sure. But I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. But now the door is definitely open for the Wolves and the Hawks and even the Knicks to be really frisky. So the Maynard's going to be fun. But again, I think if we were looking at 
at the uh, the Landros, I think it was locked up because the Sixers. The Sixers made some offseason moves. When, when I looked at some of these deals, the Sixers really looked primed to be a team that, you know, maybe they should have done it sooner, but they had a lot of the young talent picks. They have a lot of weird stuff. Like, that's a team that I could have seen Chowski going to, or even Bailey at this point. You know, like, Arrow likes to do those, those type of moves. Um, they're a team that, yes, they should be better. They should be playoff bound. He signed some extra guys to to his roster. So you, you got to figure that it was, you know, when we were rounding out the, the Landros is that I think I got to, so we were talking about um, Lions, Hornets, Celtics, and Pacers, Bucks, Lakers, that's six. And then we looked at the Sixers and the Raptors at seven and eight. So the Bulls have to crack that top eight to get in. So like you would have wanted Bulls picks now. You would have wanted to get their picks now. Maybe the Bulls didn't actually have their 39. I guess that might have been it. Is that the the looks like the Clippers did have that. So I guess that's why the Bulls do it now to just kind of have some fun. Maybe they're looking at it and we can crack that top eight. But you know what? You're going to need to be better than the Sixers, the Lakers, the Bucks, or... Um, and I guess the Nuggets, too. Is the, I, Maybe I had the Nuggets penciled in there. So... Um, you know, if, if now somehow the Nuggets get pushed out and are the ninth seed again, which I don't think they're going to want to be, I mean, shit, Nuggets getting a top pick would be would be incredible. Um, so I guess if we're summing this up, you know, it's going to be a very controversial deal and only time will tell what happens with the with the Bulls 41 pick. Um, but I don't I don't think that that Smath got bad value there. Uh, at least as far as face value now, you know, I don't know what else anybody was offering that was going to give him more upside. You know, I think people that had young players wanted to stay young, you know, would, would, would Chowski have put over, over the Kings? I think it would be dependent upon who's available. You know, I think Bailey is another piece too. There's some teams, uh, you know, like there's some teams in the, in both conferences that, you know, depending upon who wants to maybe go a little bit more all in right now, like, are you just, are you going to really just wait out the lions one more year? I mean, you could, and it would depend on what you have to give up to get a guy like Bailey, you know, or obviously Chow. And I think a lot of teams with the young talent, at least for now, wanted to hold on to those pieces. But now as we see all of these things fall into place and we kind of look at the Maynard being a little bit more difficult than the Landros is that, you know, if any of those teams in the Maynard want to make some bold moves, it's, it's there, it's there. And if you, and if you're in the Landros, you know, you just got to be right now, we got, I think nine, I don't know if that would be 10 right now by doing the math, but you have those teams, you know, and you got the team like the Grizzlies. And I'd kind of looked at, you know, the Grizzlies were potentially offered brick and a piece heard about it. Um, and, and you kind of look at it as could the Grizzlies with could if the Grizzlies had Elio and Ho and Brick and whatever they else were going to get from from the Blazers as well as Franks like that's a frisky team. But no, they're not going to make I, I thought, wow, does that make them make the playoffs? No, I mean, they're not going to bottom out. They're not going to be like one of the worst five, six teams in the league. They could probably, you know, like miss the playoffs and be like the 10th or 11th team. But maybe that's what all rooms should do. We've seen SCDN do that a lot where he doesn't completely all out tank and has been ended up getting the lotto gods seem to like when you don't go completely all out and tank. You know, hey, look, the Wolves, the Wolves landed that, that the Wolves landed the second pick, you know, Allrim still had some frisky guys last year, but his record, yeah, his record was terrible. So, you know, what are the Grizzlies going to do? Are the Grizzlies, you know, in, a, in, a, in are they going to try to sell Franks? You know, they're, they're, are they going to take on money? You know, what are they going to do? Obviously, I would say for those type of teams, like like the Grizzlies and theoretically the, what the Knicks should be doing in the, in the Maynard is kind of stay the course. Be bad. Like, if you want to have fun with it, I guess technically this season you might be able to because you shouldn't make the playoffs. But 
you know, don't do anything completely rash where you're, where you're losing assets, young assets moving forward just to kind of make some noise. Oh, here, I didn't really need that pick. So I took on this dumb veteran. Like, what's the point of that? I don't, I, I don't get it. But I could see when you're in that predicament and you're bored and you want to be involved and do stuff where you want to be a little bit frisky. And that's more so of what the Knicks are in right now. So uh, running out of content right here until we see people's depth charts and really want to get into what, what the rosters look like. But I think that gives us a pretty good idea of where we're at right now. And I, and I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. If you're looking to dump shit, the bulls are in the market. Bring it. Peace.